I found out he was working out in the weight room. I went down immediately and I said, Aaron, tell me, did you do this? Because if you did, I know you must have had some good reason. I'm going to get you the best defense lawyer we can get, and I'll do it at my cost. And he looked me right in the eye, not blinking anything, and said, Mr. Kraft, I didn't do that. I was in Rhode Island or something. And when he said it, I believed him. He actually changed my life and how I look at people because it just, I, to this day, I can't believe I got snookered like that. That was Robert Kraft as part of episode six from the Dynasty. Episodes five and six released last night on Apple TV Plus. Ten parts. Overall, I will say I am enjoying the series. I am enjoying it less, though, as it goes on. I thought they kind of it was shot out of a cannon those first couple episodes. I'm also uh, not expecting to learn a ton about it. And I'm sure all the diehard Patriots fans out there that, you know, have either read the books or watched, you know, as many of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff or football lives or all those different things that we've seen. They even took a clip right out of one of the football lives uh, from 09 when Belichick was talking to Brady about how he can't get through to those guys. Like that was, we'd seen that clip before. I got no mental toughness. Nothing. No, they were pissed. They were not happy with that team. Then they got absolutely worked in that playoff game. And it's weird, too, like, going back and reliving this. Like, what a weird time it was. Yeah, the vibe I was getting, at yeah. least from the documentary, for that specific season, like Brady's return, I was getting vibes of, like, oh, they finished below five hundred right. and they missed the playoffs. But, no, they, like, made the playoffs. No, that's how high the floor was. That team sucked. Belichick hated that team. Brady didn't play all that well, and they were 10-6, and six, and they hosted a playoff game. And they got run out of the building by Ray Rice and the Ravens. But still, they were a playoff team. So they were one game worse than they were in 08. But, you know, based on what everybody else did, they did make the playoffs. And then they turned it around. They did a nice job in the documentary talking about how important the draft class was going to be and then how good the 2010 draft class was. And then it goes into Hernandez, which I fully expected them to do an episode on. I mean, they should. It's, it's 10 episodes. You're doing this whole run with the Patriots. That is a major, major story. I was surprised just how much, though, they went with the 08 season. That was quite a bit. There was one note in there, though, that I kind of liked. So Brady gets hurt week one, and he, I just assumed he was done right away. But he actually went to practice and was, like, trying to play. And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that. He's like, I just want to tape it up. Well, Logan Mankins played, like, a whole season with a torn ACL. So I guess Brady... Was trying to do that, but then they shut that down. But I think quick. a lineman is probably different from a yeah, probably quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, probably probably so. Probably so. All right, you guys can join us here on the Rich Keefe Show, W E E I at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's go to Patrick down on the Cape. He joins us next. What's up, Patrick? How's it going, man? Uh, so I just want to point out, I this documentary was filmed in the summer, wasn't it? Uh, sounds right. Yeah, last summer maybe. So last summer, so they're dogging Belichick so bad, the Crafts are, in this documentary, before the season started. So they must have known they were parting ways before the beginning of last season. Uh, that's interesting. Well, I thought the plan all along was two more years. I feel like they kind of sped this up a little bit. So, yeah, it's curious. Like I, I think if they weren't as bad as they were at 4-13, and 13, I don't think they, they can them this year. But, I mean, you, have, okay. you bring up a good point, though. I mean, they're definitely... 
going right after they're him. Dogging him. They're, they're <laughs> definitely not making him look too good in this. No, it's like, oh, this is—it's almost uncomfortable. Like, oh, they're making him look bad. Yeah, no, and, they. Uh, yeah, yeah that's not like- all right. Thank you, Patrick. But also, I don't think Bill's doing himself any favors either. Like, he's a part of this documentary. He's what? basically like all the clips that we've seen are just outside of maybe the lawyer Malloy story yeah. has, has been basically just like how we would act at a press conference. Yeah, I think early on he was probably more comfortable talking about, I don't know, sticking with Brady over Bledsoe because that's one of the greatest decisions ever made. So it's easy to sort of, you know, pat yourself on the back for it or have other people compliment you for it, especially at that time where it wasn't unanimous. It wasn't as much of a no-brainer, and Bill was right. And I think talking about those those early days is one thing, but I don't know. I mean, obviously uh, it's better that he's a part of the documentary than not, but you know, the first two big stories, uh, Spygate, you know, this cheating scandal that he's the center of, not going to talk about it. I already talked about it. It's like, I know, but it's a documentary. Like, do you want to, do you have any fresh ideas on it? Do you want to, like, have you have you changed your mind? And then when you downplay Here's it... Here's the camcorder. Not or, a, or, like, yeah, when, when, when you choose not to say anything, I think it does the opposite of downplaying. I think what it does, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Now I think it... Me- Sound even more. more guilty. Yeah, not only more guilty, but, like, maybe it was more of an advantage than I even thought that it was. And then the Aaron Hernandez thing, like, he didn't want to go at all. You know, meanwhile, Robert Kraft, I give Kraft credit. He's like... Look, like I did say all these things. I was enamored by this guy. You know, he we had all heard the story about how he donated fifty grand to the Myra Craft Foundation and like that whole story. They loved him. You know, and it's funny too for a Patriots team that took so many of their draft picks all the way to the wire before they paid him. You know, guys like uh, Vince Wilfork, they went all the way to the. They played all five years and then they finally paid him. And May, actually, Mayo might have even been one of those guys. There's a bunch of those guys. Not Hernandez and Gronk. They gave those guys contracts early, and they gave it to Aaron Hernandez, and he fooled he fooled everybody. Uh, it was interesting. Or as Kraft too, said he was snookered. He was snookered. He snookered everybody. Well, that's quite a word choice for. for yeah, he was snookered. Well, he called he's, he's called schmuck. Too, Belichick's so. a schmuck, and he got snookered. So those are two words of the day that we can use going forward. They did show that press conference where I do think Bill did a good job. Kind of an impossible situation. But I remember being on the air at the time. Actually, me and Jones were on the air together during that whole Aaron Hernandez fiasco, and you know, getting the updates every single night. And then it was it was it was Bill Belichick held that press conference, and you had a million media members there, and that was you had national media there, mostly like more news media than you had sports media. And I thought he did a pretty good job. But one of the first questions was like, "Do, do you feel like you got duped?" And Belichick's kind of staring at him, and then he's just like. I'm not going to talk about, you know, a guy that's going through this process right now. I wonder how he'd really answer that because part of me thinks, no, I don't think Belichick got duped. I think Belichick knew you got to take, like, you're not going to have 53 really good guys. Now, yeah, like, how many, how many in general just, like, actually believed, like, this was a change of heart and he wasn't this really bad person? Well, I mean, th- I think there's also, the, like, a big, uh, scale right like you can know a bad guy like that's a bad guy but does that mean he's a murderer and potentially a serial killer like that is such the extreme like all those guys were saying like, even when he got drafted it was like yeah not the best guy but like or what does that mean like how how far are you willing to go and so maybe i don't know did did any of them think this was a possibility i don't know i don't like i don't unless they tell you honestly how they felt but like I don't, I really don't think Belichick got 
like all that fooled by it. I think he was trying to maximize the player on the field the best he could. Uh, you know, it was funny too, just the him kind of giving him special treatment, even though he hadn't really done much to earn it yet, but it was almost like he had a different set of rules. And I thought Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd both came across pretty strong in this episode uh, as they were talking about the whole thing. Here's some of Brandon Lloyd. I quickly realized that something was going on. There was this troubling undercurrent during training camp. Wes Welker makes his beeline over to me and like, grabs me like, by the shoulders. He says, Brandon, your locker's in between Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Now, Aaron... He's going to fondle his genitalia in front of you. He's going to talk about bathing with his mom. You just got to ignore it. You got to ignore it. It was like Wes has seen a ghost the way he was looking at me. You know, I thought Aaron was a good kid. I had a locker right next to him, tried to help him, tried talking to him. But at the same time, I don't know, is uh, I think it was pretty glaring um, that there were issues. In the locker room, we get away with saying a lot of offensive and disturbing things. But what Aaron was saying, it deviated far off the norm of just locker room bullshitting around. He would rage out on players, you know, motherfucking people, saying he's going to beat their ass, I'll kill you, which is something that I don't take lightly. Yeah, so, I mean, the players were definitely aware this is not a good guy, not a good dude. Now, I don't know if they ever thought it was going to get to the level that it did, but it did, and it's just so crazy. Like, you go back to his his career, rookie in 2010, and they make a point in the documentary to say just how important that draft class was coming off the 09 season, and they hit a home run. I mean, they had Devin McCourty, Rob Gronkowski, and Aaron Hernandez in that draft. I don't think they've had a better draft since. I think that's no. like well, the, right I, there at the top. Yeah, that probably is. I mean, Gronk's the best player that they've had, that they've drafted really since Brady probably. So they did get Dante Hightower and uh, Chandler Jones in the same draft. That was a pretty damn good one. But yeah, McCourty's going to be in the team Hall of Fame. Gronk's going to be in the real Hall of Fame. And then, you know, Hernandez was a good player for three seasons even had a uh, a touchdown in the Super Bowl that they lost in 2011 to the to the Giants, which is just so crazy. I mean, God, and and he was young too. And they made a point talking about even when he left Bristol, Connecticut, went down to Florida, and of course played for Urban Meyer. I mean, that team had more criminals than any pro team I think ever. But goes down there. He was a rookie at 21, and he's playing in the Super Bowl at 22, scoring a touchdown. And you're like, all right, sky's the limit for this guy. They used to line him up in the backfield. Like he, he was like a running back at times. Like he was, they really were like the perfect combination. I kind of think of him as like a pre-Travis Kelsey kind of thing. Like that specific kinda. role. Yeah, kind of. You're right. He probably could have, could have done, done that. And I mean, how old would he have been now? If he was still alive, he would have been 34, 35. Like who knows? I mean, there are guys in the, isn't Kelsey the same age? Kelsey might even be older than I mean, give or take. They're they're right around uh, the same age. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think of the dynasty? Are you still enjoying it? Are you uh, maybe you feel differently than me? I just I thought the episode five where it starts with Brady hurting his knee after you know they lose in 07. 
Uh, he comes back, hurts his knee, and then they really just laid it on pretty thick with the the Matt Castle. Year. I feel like they kind of needed like an episode filler to be like, oh, Before. Brady was really in danger of losing his job. If Matt Castle was playing like this. Yeah, good point. They did try to hype that up. And they had Tom Brady's dad on there talking about how, and even Bledsoe came back, a little callback with Bledsoe being like, all right, how Brady got his job might also be how Brady's going to lose his job. So I guess they wanted to paint that picture. Like, did and how anyone tough it was really think that, though? I don't remember at the time thinking that. I was very early in my radio career, that 07, 08 seasons. But I don't ever, because again, Drew Bledsoe was... Very good. Bledsoe was, uh, he went to one uh, Super Bowl. He went to a few Pro Bowls. He was very good. And then Brady took over. And if Matt Castle was really going to take Brady's job, I mean, Brady had already won an MVP. He'd already won three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. He had a 50-touchdown season. He was already in that seven-year span so much better than what Drew Bledsoe was. Like, I don't think Matt Castle was going to take over. Plus, they lost five more games. That, that, the undefeated team and very like a very close roster comes back the next year, and they lose five more games. So I don't think Brady was in any jeopardy. I guess they were trying to play that up a little bit for the for the documentary, maybe. And then they immediately trade Castle, but then that 0-9 team was terrible. But as a Patriots fan, it was weird because we know how this dynasty started, and we know how it ended. That middle time was very weird. The 0-7 loss is as bad of a Super Bowl loss as you can have just with what the stakes were. And then to have Tom Brady get hurt week one, miss an entire season, brutal, miss the playoffs. 9 you get blown out in a home playoff game. And then 10, you're good, but you don't you don't make it to the Super Bowl. 11, you make it to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, you let Rex Ryan and the Jets beat yeah. you. Mark, after you beat them 45-3. Mark Sanchez and the Jets, they didn't even mention that in the documentary. They had like McCordy being like, we were 14 They didn't mention that Mark Sanchez made two straight AFC championships <laughs> for crying out loud. Uh, save it for a Jets uh, documentary. We don't need to see that in this one. But yeah, they glazed over that. And then in 11, they go back to the Super Bowl, but they lose to the freaking Giants again. And then it's still going to be another couple. And then now the team is dealing with the aftermath of Aaron Hernandez. So from the 07 undefeated loss through Aaron Hernandez, that's like six seasons where you're like, Man, they're still winning a lot of regular season games. They still have all these playoff appearances, including another Super Bowl appearance, but it's a loss. A lot of other franchises would sign up for that kind of success. But for the Patriots, like, oh, my God, are they ever going to win it again? And then, you know, well, I'm sure the uh, 2014 season is going to be right around the corner. Hopefully they actually show some Super Bowl highlights. Do you think they'll show the Malcolm Butler highlight from I, the Seahawks? You know what? Game? I would bet good money that they will, but I would not be surprised if they don't. I don't know. They've cut out some weird things. I would like to see the Malcolm Butler play. I would like to see uh, Julian Edelman's catch against the Falcons, but that might get edited out as well. And I understand they need to do both, right? It can't just be a highlight reel, but you can mix in the highlights. The highlights have been kind of the best thing so far. And then especially when you have highlight from the game that we've all seen and then maybe footage from the sideline or footage from the locker room that we haven't seen, that's all good stuff. And then you go to one of these sit-downs and they're like, I went over to him and I said, yeah. you just won the game. Right. You won the Super Bowl. And then it's Bill be like, I'm not going to talk about that. So Bill's already given us a uh, Bill's given us a non uh, a no thanks on Spygate. Uh, not going to talk about it with Aaron Hernandez. 
He's going to be so open on Malcolm Butler. I can only imagine. I'm sure Bill's just going to spill his guts. Oh, don't get started it. on Deflategate. Don't forget oh, that. Right, right. Deflate. How happy Actually, he will be to talk about that. You know what? Believe it or not, he might be more willing to be, talk about that because that's all on Brady. Belichick's going to be like, I have nothing I, to do with point. that. Yeah, good he's point. Good like, point. Go ahead. Let's, let's talk about that. We'll do like, two episodes on okay, it. Okay, so yeah. what did Tom do again? Exactly.